Good morning, everyone. I'm Grace Colton, a proud member of this congregation. Welcome to everyone. Our guest preacher this morning is Reverend Bill Graves. Bill is an East Shorian. He signed the membership book in 1979 and served as president of the Board of Trustees in 1986-87. After retiring from his law practice, he went back to school, became an ordained minister, and served our congregations in Tacoma, Mount Vernon, and Ellensburg until he retired a second time. This morning, Reverend Bill Graves is speaking from his home in Whidbey Island. He is offering us his reflections on the question, faith in what? Last June, when your minister, the Reverend Steve, invited me to return here, I asked him whether there was any pertinent uh, theme or topic that I should address. And he responded with a chuckle and said, uh, how about the meaning of life? Okay. Uh, I don't think he took, he expected me to take me to take him seriously, but I have actually chosen to do so. It seems sort of like a fitting summation for me, at least at my stage in life. So what's it all about, Alfie? In 15 minutes or so, here goes. Perhaps you noticed the title of my sermon, Faith in What? The Journey of an East Shore Kid. And the kid is and was me, at least if you will allow a rather expansive use of the word kid. And I think whatever the meaning of life is, basically is a question of faith. A faith, a word rooted in the Latin fidere or trust. So my faith, my faith has to do with what I ultimately trust in, what I cherish, what guides me, gives me solace, orients my worldview. For the rest of this sermon, allow me to touch upon several milestones on my particular faith journey. Mine started while growing up in a church in Walla Walla. There we started every service, every service by standing and proclaiming our faith in a statement formulated over 1,200 years ago by church elders, and it's called the Apostles' Creed, and I invite you to listen carefully to see what you can agree with. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, you, you, friend of mine, Joe Bednarik of Port Townsend, dissected the Apostles' Creed and found therein only seven words he could proclaim and feel honest with himself. Here they are. 
I believe in earth, forgiveness, life. Amen. That doesn't leave much, does it? As a teen, I pretty much made the same evaluation. And I tried out a bunch of substitutions for my mostly rejected creed. I expected many, I expect many of you have been on similar paths. And moving along, moving right along now around 1968, I was confronted with the faith challenging prospect of being drafted to fight in Vietnam in a war I found immoral. My father and other elders told me, they told me it was my duty to not question higher authority. In this case, in this case, the politicians and generals who supposedly were wiser and had more information than moi. And then, and then I stumbled upon a UU congregation in Eugene, Oregon, actually. Congregation that offered sanctuary to draft resistors, to ones who did question higher authority, and a church that offered a gospel based upon the free and responsible search for truth and meaning, which is actually the fourth principle of Unitarian Universalism, the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. My own free and responsible search for truth and meaning was being honored as primary there, and that was my road to Damascus, my epiphany. Stage one. And my wish for every young person is that they grow up understanding, understanding that true freedom means that every so-called answer they have been handed should be questioned with the possibility of rejection. That includes what I preach here this morning. But as the Buddha says, if after observation and analysis, it is found to agree with reason and is conducive to the common good, then accept it and live up to it. So, so I accepted a faith that puts his faith in you. Those are the words of one of my favorite bumper stickers. UUism, a faith that puts its faith in you. Think about it. And now that bumper sticker contrasts with another one I've seen. It says, Unitarian Universalists have questions for all your answers. That sort of seems to poke fun at one of our most defining characteristics. We are a creedless faith. And that sometimes leads to a kind of taunt like, hey, you don't have to believe anything here. Let's party. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Not quite true. And here's where my friend I told you about in our story for all ages comes in. The friend I first met while teaching fourth grade here, there at the East Shore RE School. The building no longer exists. It was kind of a World War II Quonset hut. It's been much improved. But as I said, my friend was known as Roy G. Biv then, but recently folks here at East Shore felt that Roy was incomplete, and now he is more appropriately named Roy G. Biver. So Roy, embro- Roy embodies eight deep and sublime principles that guide us to lives of meaning and purpose, while at the same time encouraging us to think and to grow and to change. 
These eight principles, when put into active practice, provide a potent, a positive counter-narrative to most of the vast, life-threatening, soul-sucking issues faced by the world. Just to remind you, let us let me hold up Roy again. Jenny, can you hold up flash Roy again? So if I were in your sanctuary, I, I might say, give me an R. Give me an R. Respect the importance and value of all beings, our first principle, paraphrased. Oh, offer fair and kind treatment for, for, to all. Why? Yearn to learn and grow throughout life. G, grow by exploring ideas and values together. B, believe in your ideas and act upon them. I, insist upon peace, freedom, and justice for all. V, value our interdependence with all that is. And E-R, eradicate racism racism and oppression. Okay, Jenny, thank you. So can we all offer a virtual amen, brother, for old Roy and the newly transformed Roy? One way that our eight principles differ rather dramatically from something like the Apostles' Creed is that they don't purport to have been written written and handed down from on high as a gospel written in stone. They were adopted. They were adopted by a consensus of us, and they can be changed by us. And the recent transformation of the adoption of a new eighth principle here at East Shore is a testament to that. Another important difference between Roy and a religious creed is that Roy does not spoon feed answers to the great existential questions of life, such as, in theology school, they told me these are the subjects of theology. Who am I? Where did I come from? How do I know what I know? What is the meaning of my life? What is the meaning of my death? Roy gives you a starting foundation, but Roy doesn't require you to believe in any particular God or no God at all, or fault you for following teachings of the Buddha or honoring the goddess. Roy only, only encourages you to embark on your own journey, your own free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Guided by Roy, I took that faith journey challenge so seriously that my next major voyage occurred during four years of theology school with mentors such as Drs. Leon Hopper of East Shore and John Luopa of Unitarian, University Unitarian. <clears throat> and, and now it is time I, I tell you where I ended up on that journey. Where I stand as of now. In addition to Roy G. Biver, my ultimate faith and trust is in what I will call a creative energy or process in the universe. I know that's pretty abstract, but it's as close as I can get to the ineffable. It's a creative energy that just is. 
it seems to me like a working reality out of which on a macro, macro level we can see stardust evolve into Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. We depend on that creative energy and we didn't make it. It is beyond us. So my ultimate faith is not in myself alone, alone. This is a view that sees more than a purely meaningless and random universe. I find joy in being part of a universe of evolving life, an amazing interdependence, and all emerges from beauty. I am a product of that creative energy, and it is in me and in you. Expand a little bit. I see several marvelous corollaries to this premise. First, because of this creative energy, nothing is static, particularly our notions of truth. It is dynamic, evolving, constantly changing. For example, concepts of justice change as we sit here. I think of the increased sensitivities along class, race, and gender that have occurred just in my lifetime. We depend on that creative, on this creative energy at our micro level to break through old ways of thinking. And we have faith that it will do so even if there is one click backwards for every two clicks forward. And it seems to me that every manifestation of fundamentalism is a reaction against this premise that truth is changing, that truth wasn't set in stone long ago. The scientific process is based on that assumption. The gulf between the scientific process and fundamentalism is the chasm of our age. But again, I just have faith that even that will change. A second, I think, great corollary of this concept of creative energy has to do with how we lead our lives. How we lead our lives. Every human being has the opportunity to work with creativity to work with creativity or against it, to obstruct it. Those with faith in a creative process, the ultimate reality, and who align, align themselves with it are the people who change the course of history. Our job here, your great purpose here at East Shore Unitarian, is to inspire and enable those people who shape the commonwealth for the common good. Knowing that history is always a struggle between justice and injustice, creation, creation and destruction. Our faith calls us to align ourselves with, not against the power and good of the creative energy in the world of creation. It is the side, it is a side that some call the Tao. I call it the side of love. I call it the holy. Anyway, that is my faith. That is my religion in a nutshell. Roy G. Biver and the power of creative energy. That's it. It's just that uncomplicated. Now, whenever I find myself back in one of those churches like I grew up in, I will just stand and say, I believe in earth, forgiveness, life. Amen. And I will feel honest with myself.
Amen. May it be so.